Hello and welcome to Helios Bog. My name is Helios here for another reaction video. Today, Andrew Tate talks about modern women. Let's get into it. The reason she's alone is because she's difficult. Women are not accepting the bare minimum. Women fuck men they respect. All the women who say things like, I'm strong, independent, I don't need no man, like, y'all impress me. Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear. I get a big fat pineapple and I go back to apples the day after. That's loyalty. Without choice, there's no loyalty. So most of these dudes okay. and most women who say he's loyal, he's loyal, he's lame and he can't get nothing else. That's not loyal. Loyal is a dude who has all those options and still is in love with you. That's what loyalty is. So masculine loyalty is completely misconstrued and misunderstood anyway. The truth is about most of these dudes who talk about being loyal, they couldn't get something else if their life depended on it. Nobody wants it. So I, when I talk about a man having multiple women, I'm not even saying he's going to be a disloyal man. I believe, I know a lot of men, who don't have to talk about me, I have some friends who are some Russian guys, they're multimillionaires, they have a wife, she's beautiful, she's in a Bentley, she's living the good life. When You think when the Russian mafia are out to play, he has no chicks? You think he ain't running around with a bunch of Barbie dolls? No, of course he is. But he goes home to his wife, and his wife's like, he can do what he wants. I don't care about them. I have the family. I have the kids. And she's smart and he's smart and it's a happy environment. Only here in the West are you going to try and find a mafia boss and say, you're not allowed to do that. Come on. He's a G. He's a I G. I respect it. I respect That's right. Exactly. So they are so entitled in the West that they believe that they can dictate the terms no matter what, which obviously is ridiculous. I understand it, but from my, just for me personally, I just don't think that's something that I could Yeah, you're living, in a, you're living in a fairy tale. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, a lot of women, they live their lives cushioned on a pillow of ease, and they never have to consider the reality that if a man is at a certain level, he's going to have options, and many men will exercise those options, whether you like it or not. Tale, my dear. Because you, that means you have to compromise. No problem That's with right. it. Because most of these chicks out here and most of these dudes out here do compromise. Everyone watching this compromises. I say this all the time. If you were rich when you met the partner you're currently with, you wouldn't even be with them. You think you love your wife. No, you don't. Because if you were a multimillionaire, you wouldn't have ever even got with that chick. So everyone to some degree compromises. If you're saying that I value sexual exclusivity above everything else, that's fine. But you're going to have to compromise. If I exactly. That's right. That's exactly right. The, the point is this. It's always a trade-off, right? So if a girl wants exclusivity, for example, maybe she's going to get with a guy who's in the building phase as opposed to already established. Because a man who's already established and has even more options will almost certainly not agree. And that's the point. It's a trade-off between what you can get and what you have to give, right? So... For a man, you're looking for, you know, the youngest, most fertile, most submissive, most pleasant girl. And for the girl, you're looking for the richest or at least the guy who's who's has the potential to be the richest, but also tall and strong and masculine and able to make decisions and charismatic and so on. So the point is, how good of a deal can I get and what do I have to give up? Because ideally, a girl would like a guy right at the finish line, right? But... If he's at the finish line, maybe he'll be too attractive for her and she has no chance to actually get him. So she's going to get him before he actually reaches that point in his attractiveness so that 
she effectively gets him to compromise, but not really, because the guy would normally not have been able to get that youth and fertility and submission and all of that at a, at, at a woman's younger age, at his level, you see? So that's the point. It's a compromise between both parties. Okay, shilling time. Hit the like, hit the sub, hit all for notifications. Drop me a donation like Hunter M, AJNR, and Tom M. Just click more in the link to the video. Buy my books at bit.ly slash heliosbooks. Share this video. And of course, go to my Patreon and subscribe. Patreon.com slash heliosblog. All right, shilling's done. Let's continue. I want, if I want the most reliable car I can buy, I can't go into the Ferrari garage and say it has to be reliable. They're like, go buy a Toyota then. This is what comes with a Ferrari. You get the performance, you get the beauty, sometimes it breaks down. That's how it goes. That's what comes with a Ferrari. If you want a top, top, top tier man, he's going to do certain things. And most women intrinsically know this. If you go to one of these parties in Miami and one of these chicks is chilling with Chris Brown, do you think she believes he's going to be loyal? No. doesn't matter. It's Chris Brown. Yeah, I don't touch Chris Brown. It was just an example. My point is women intrinsically understand that certain value of male that they're not going to get sexual exclusivity and they don't care. They only so try and I, get that crap from beta males. It's only a beta male they try and, okay, well, you're not allowed nothing else. Da, da, da. When you're really I real understand G- and I agree with you oh. to a very large extent. However, I still want to preview wrong one day. You're that not, is, listen. No, listen, I will preview wrong you're, one can, day. You can go out there and find the biggest bad boy you can find who is loyal to you, which is fine. But the fact that he is sexual exclusive to you means that for some reason, we don't know why yet, there's a human metric in which he does not excel in every form. So you can go... That's right. Exactly. If a man has to compromise, it means that there is a human metric in which he doesn't excel. That is exactly accurate. Yes. That that can be... That, that is very, very well described. Go out there and, like I said, Toyotas are really reliable. Ferraris are unreliable. You might go out there and get yourself a nice BMW. That's sure. That's fine. I'm not saying he doesn't exist. You can go get yourself a nice BMW. I don't like BMWs. Well, well, that's that's what you're you're aiming for. No. But when the Ferrari pulls up next door, when I meet your dude, I'm going to be like, yeah, he's all right, but how much? Less than 100 mil. Nah, come on. He's a broke boy. I'll prove you wrong. I'll prove you wrong. And maybe he'll have money, but he'll he'll lack somewhere else. So this is my point, is that the, the, the true masculine and true, in the realm of true masculine excellence, one of the benefits of such is sexual exclusivity, because females, you have the, you have so many choices. Most men out here have no choice. And the very few men who are at the peak of the human experience of a man have all the choice. That's, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And there are shades of gray in between these, like a man who has many, many choices, but not all choices, that also exists. But ultimately, a man who's top 20, top 5, top 1, he's going to have many choices, but might still have to compromise. And then a man who's like top 0.1, top 0.001.001, those men don't have to compromise. It's um, like Donovan Sharp puts it, all right? Here's how Donovan Sharp puts it. The more money you have, the more you can get away with, right? So a millionaire can get away with a wife and maybe something on the side, but you know, you can't, you can't know, you, you can't talk about it, you don't ask, don't tell. 10 million, well, now you can have a wife and mistress. 100 million, you can have wife and mistress living in the same house. Billion, you can full-on have multiple wives and they won't care. That's... So depending on the level of achievement, right, there are different 
levels of what you can get away with effectively. And to find a man who has all the choice, which is extremely rare amongst males, like less extremely than 1%, rare. and say, you're going to be with me and me only. No, it's not even 1%. 1% is inaccurate. Uh, 1% a male is like a surgeon who makes 250,000. Man like that doesn't have infinite options. Uh, he has a lot of options, but he doesn't have infinite options. Uh, top 0.1%er is a millionaire, right? And and when I say millionaire, I mean he makes a million dollars per year. So he's a multi-millionaire, actually. And so on. It's hard. It's hard. Why would he do that? Why would he do that? I'll it's prove difficult. you wrong. I'd love to prove you wrong. And look, it's on the cards. We'll talk about this I in hope a couple you, years and we'll see how I hope I you have on. a happy marriage. I'm not saying you're not going to find a nice guy. I'm not saying you won't find a guy who won't be loyal to you. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying that there's I compromise. I understand. We'll see. So here's the thing. This girl is already kind of a red flag. The girl's doing the interview. And here's why. She's young, but she's not that young. She's 26, 27, probably. Maybe a bit older. And she's looking for an apex man. So she's already missed the bus. She needed to be 18 to 23. And more than that, if a girl has gotten to this age and hasn't already gotten married, there is something, right? There is some reason why. And a lot of men who are at this apex phase in their life, they don't want any reason why. They want a girl who's untouched, no end count or very, very low end count, doesn't have baggage, doesn't have red flags, isn't a boss babe and so on. And this girl is a boss babe and is disagreeable and is a little bit too old for that level of man. So as Andrew says, there is compromise. We'll see. we'll see whether we compromise. It's compromise. I want to go back to talking about the, the lockdowns and everything like that, right? Sure. Because it's getting absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of um, people hate when I say this, but I believe it. So I'm going to say it. Yeah. There are a lot of um, resemblances with 1940s in terms of us and them 100%. and, um, you know, creating a second class system. Okay, we're going to just skip this because YouTube will demonetize me. Now we have the exact same thing, but they just use fiat. They use fiat money. If the people in charge of the world can print unlimited amounts of said thing and you'll give up your life for certain amounts of said thing, then they own you. They control you. Oh, you need $100 to do this. Print. Off you go, slave. It doesn't matter. It's not real. So who cares? So the entire world's a slavery system to some degree. Maybe you can make enough of those dollars and buy your freedom, as I have, right? Indeed. But in general, it's a slave system. And anyone who's out here who still believes, because it seems to be there are some people who still believe in like, saving up and save my money and mm. if i'm really diligent i get a mortgage and in 28 years i might own the pro man it's a trap all of it is a trap have you ever met a rich person asked them why how they got rich and they said saving no no this is the biggest sleeping floors i worked so hard i sleep I, so many and floors. i say and i saved it and i didn't have that morning coffee you no, know? no complete lie and everything they teach you about financial literacy is a lie everything they teach you about wealth creation is a lie everything they teach you about what you're supposed to do with your money and how you're supposed to think is a lie they get your ass in debt at the very very beginning so how did education. you realize all this how did you realize all this God has his favorites. No, how did you realize God this? has his favorites. God can instill potential into an individual, but doesn't mean that the individual is going to um, fulfill that potential. Something in the environment has to happen. I operate with divine purpose. Absolutely not. So, <laughs> how, so how did you realize all this? I just, you know, I, I've always my entire life. So I was, my father was a chess grandmaster. I was yeah. a chess player. So at the age of 
five, I was Indiana State chess champion. And when I was eight, I was on my way to becoming a Fede master. So I was one of those child chess geniuses. I never actually ended up becoming a chess master because we moved to England. My father stayed in America, blah, blah, blah. But I've always been good at pretty, pretty good at analyzing the chessboard. And even from a very, very young age, I just understood. And I don't know exactly where I got it from. I understood the world is a scam. All of it. I was walking to school one day, walking to college, sixth form, with my four friends and a Ferrari went past. And I was like, yeah. I was like, bro, how do we get one of them? It's like, oh, don't know. It's like, what do you mean, don't know? Doesn't it bother you? He has 400 grand for a car. Doesn't that anger you that he has 400 Gs for a car and our parents are broke or on a council estate? They're like, I guess. That's the average man. Like, the average man has no fire inside of him. I'm 16. I couldn't sleep for three days because I saw a Rari. I was like, I want a Rari. I, I want one. Yeah. Now I have four. Right? So this is only, only, only four, but I have 22 yeah. cars as a whole. So only 22? Only 22. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. I hope, you, I hope, you, meet, I hope you meet a rich man one day. <laughs> but, um. Right. So, what's the point? The point to, uh, uh, smiling from ear to ear, right? Because, yeah, when they have that many resources, you know, ooh, very attractive, you know? Anyway. Yeah. So, the point is. How are you supposed to make a business, scale up the business to be able to get the kind of money that you want to get, right? No, but this is the exact point, right? So I always had the fire inside of me. And what happened is growing up in Luton, especially all the, the Asian boys who are driving these fast cars, when you go to a petrol station three in the morning and a Lambo and a Rari pull up, you know, they're, they're done dealing drugs. Yeah. You don't look at them and go, oh, he worked hard in school. Mm, no, no he way. Got that he, yeah, no, exactly. So you, so I always had an intrinsic understanding that the, the only way to truly get rich is to break the system in some degree. So when I was going to school and the, the school was trying to purport a system, they're trying to uh, convince me that the system is the best way to have a successful life. I was sitting there going, but everyone's living life I want broke the system. I, I don't believe in any of this. The final straw for me is I actually did very, very good at my A-levels. I was supposed to go to university. I got... An A in business after only three of the five tests, because I aced every single one. I did this advanced test, this distinction, got a distinction in this, da, da, da. and I was offered uh, free university in the UK in Ascot. Wait. Oh, in Ascot. Ascot for business. It was free. So cool, I get to go to uni for free because I'm such a clever motherfucker. Good. So, um, but then they asked me to do a personal statement. Oh, I hated that. Yeah. So I hated that. So I'm like, personal statement, you already said yes to me for free. And who's going to read this? Hi, my name's Andrew. I like to kickbox. Who cares? Like, you've already said yes to me. So it's during tutor class. I'm arguing with my tutor saying, well, I don't need to do a personal statement. They already said yes to me. And she's like, everyone has to do one. I said, no one's going to read this junk. She's like, everyone has to do one. I said, you know what? I won't go then. Mm. That's how stubborn I was. My mom went crazy. You threw away free university over a personal statement. You could have just wrote one. You could have done it. I was like, listen, I'm going to be a kickboxing champion. Don't worry about it. Right? So... When stuff doesn't make sense and you're doing things for no reason. But there, there was a reason. The reason to me was that no, was... No, the personal statement. Doing yeah. a personal statement doesn't make sense. Of course. Right. And, and, and I saw that as a genuine infringement. That was oppression. I, mm. I can't accept that. No. No, I, don't, I know I'm smart enough and, and I'm stubborn and I've always been stubborn. I'm like, no, I'll be fine without your university, without your personal statement. Goodbye. I must have been the only person to ever throw away free university in the UK. But I didn't go. Best thing that ever happened to me was not going to university. Thank God. That's a four-year head start. Mm. Everyone's out here in uni. I was making money. I started off with a really basic, boring job. I was carrying boxes of ice in a fish market. You know, I wasn't doing anything elaborate, but at least I was working. At least I was getting up at five in the morning, running to work, working all day, running to the fight gym, fighting all night, 
running home. This is what I, res- I respect. This. Yeah, I didn't have a car. Yeah. My family didn't have a car, right? Like, it was literally just run. I used to run nine miles. So basically, what's what's the point here? The point is, he could have easily been a nobody. Easily. He could have easily failed at this point. Because at that point, he was a zero. That's the point. At that point, he was a nobody. And he could have stayed a nobody. I was a day to get places. I had to get places. I'd just run. So, like, I couldn't wear nice clothes because I get sweaty, right? So, I was this guy who wore a tracksuit, a t shirt, take my t shirt off so I didn't sweat too much and just run everywhere around Luton. You just see me, the crazy oh, guy, man. just running. I really want people, if you don't know Luton, please look up Luton. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, I grew up in a, in a bad place. But um, I so wait, what did you do though? You the, you the you went to the fish did you fish market? Is that fish, market yeah. fish market. You wild kickboxing. Correct. And then what did you do? Right. So like, I, I wonder how you made money. You want to know the whole story of how I got rich? Yeah. Uh, it's a really long story. Every, every time. But yeah. But I I've always had the point is I've always had that fire inside of me. I've always had that desire inside of me. I think every man is born with a masculine fire. I th- yeah. So the the story of uh, Andrew is because he was a kickboxer and so on. Girls were always interested in him. And then he convinced the girls to, to be cam girls, right? So he convinced them to be cam girls and then uh, got a bunch of them in a house and then, you know, doing the cam stuff to make money and give them a percentage. And uh, he made millions doing this. But the, the girls were boring, the, the guys. So what ended up happening was the girls would just sit in front of the camera and, the guy, and, and him and his brother would type to the guys, effectively. So... How did he make millions? By tricking men for money. Yeah. And then maybe he felt bad psychologically. And so how did he make even more millions? By telling the truth for money. (laughs) But only after having lied to initially get it. I think it's certainly the reason why so many things in history happen is the reason why so many ar- armies tried to conquer the land that mm-hmm. look like why why would the romans wake up and look in a random direction and say let's go over there whoever's there is kill them that's inside of men there's something masculine about conquest right that fire has been dampened it's been dampened by distraction and consumption and all these things but for me i think the fact that i was so broke i couldn't really distract myself i couldn't consume anything i couldn't buy anything like so what do you do it was either a life of crime or a life of punching people in the face and getting paid for it so i chose to get paid and um, yeah, the, the original question is why I resisted the system. I just, I could feel all these little triggers my whole life of the system trying to oppress me. And every single person I saw living the life I was aspiring to was outside of the system. Even now to me, now I consider myself outside the system. I'm outside the matrix. I can say what I want. You're gonna get me fired? Who are you gonna do? Uh, you're gonna go, go get me fired. Anyone who's triggered by this, get me fired. Good luck. Yeah. Like, you know, like I love living outside the system. I always aspired for it. So. That's the simple answer. I, I, I really think that... By the way, that principle is called having FU money, right? So at a certain point, that's the result. Should you be able to scale up that business and have the kind of money that you actually desire? There it is. The pinnacle. I have to be careful what I say on YouTube. Yeah, I don't want to get us taken down, no yeah. demonetization. Yeah. I have to be careful what I say on YouTube, but any man out here with any kind of money, you have my network, which is the war room, which is the premier network in the world. And besides us, I don't think there's anything else, but you need to be very, very understanding of the fact that if you're going to stay inside the matrix and be a fully law-abiding citizen for the next 10 years, you're going to get crushed. Yeah. You're going to get crushed. 
You need to either get another residency to another country. You need to get political connections. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, you, everyone saw my Twitter during this, these lockdowns. I traveled to 30 countries during lockdowns. You all partied. Because, I partied, yeah. yeah I I, so all because I knew somebody. I know somebody everywhere. I had a guy in Russia who gave me a business visa through his company to go to Russia during That's the close. Amazing. I know everybody, right? So with my connections, my network, and the number of passports I have, which is in excess of 10, I can do whatever I want. On those passports, how does it, how does it work? Okay, so. Like, is your actual name on it? This is YouTube, my dear. I, I want to know how it works. <laughs> this is YouTube. Can you tell me after? Can you tell me? You can tell me, and then tell me the rest after. <laughs> no, but but it's no, kind no, no, of how, like I want to. Know, I want to know how it works. You can give I'm me. Not, give all right, me I'm not. Give me the okay. subtle. Give me yeah. the subtle yeah. version. I, okay, so I'm not plugging my organization. But one of the first things we do in the war room is we have a we have a, a specific section and a construct that helps people obtain multiple residencies. Okay. Because and the reason that's so important is because if you only have one passport, then one government has jurisdiction over your life. Correct. And I don't trust any of these governments. Now, the idea of living off-grid is outdated. The idea you're going to go to some hut in the forest and sit there with a bunch of guns and that, it's not real, right? The New World Order's here. We're all plugged into the system. The best thing you can do as opposed to living off-grid is to live on as many grids as possible because that allows you that allows you a lot more flexibility. In the height of corona, when I was traveling around, when I wanted to go into a country, and they said, you're not allowed in the country, Americans are banned. English people are banned. Swedish people are banned. Ah, Romanians are allowed in. Yeah. Cool. So I, I'm the same guy, right? I'm just whipping out passports. Wait, but is your name the same on all the passports? I really wanted to know that. Anyway, the point is... <laughs> yeah. No comment. Uh, that's actually that's that's uh, semi semi legal at best, and we're not going to we're not going to go into that. The war room is the war room. The organization I run, CobraTape.com, that's something we specifically help with, and it's very easy to do. There's ancestral roots. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of roots. It's not hard. It's just a bunch of paperwork and headache. But we have a team. We have lawyers. We have people who can help make all that happen. So if you're a man and you have any kind of money, you need to be realizing that a degree of that money is worth spending on trying to obtain freedom. And to obtain freedom, you need to have as many passports as possible. Okay, so we'll talk about the passports after, clearly. Got it. Okay, I'll learn all about this afterwards. Yeah. So let's talk crypto. Um, you're very rude about um, the crypto people. Uh, you know, okay. Am I rude? I don't want to be rude. I don't, okay. be, I don't want to be rude about crypto people. Yeah. I like them. I'm a crypto people. Yeah, you're, you're a crypto person, yeah. And, and, and I'm not... I know a lot of crypto guys who are cool. I have a lot of good friends. Yeah. I've made a load of money with crypto. Yeah. I love a pump. Chain link, right? Yeah, I bought like loads. Yeah. I call Soul at like $6. Yeah. Blah, blah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I love I love crypto and I love a crypto pump. Everybody does. When I say detrimental things about the crypto community, the point I'm trying to make is that many people out here, especially men, are not prepared for wealth. And when I say they're not prepared mm. for wealth, they haven't been through the struggle that's going to allow them to become a man of caliber before they find money. They haven't done the running to the fish stall, running to the gym, getting punched in the face for money. They've never done that. So what happens when a 19-year-old kid catches a crypto pump on some junk like Shiba? Now he's a millionaire, fine. But a few things have happened. First, his ability to work hard has now been destroyed. He'll never work hard again, right? Because look how much money he made on it with blind luck. You think he's ever going to go out there and get a job and take a, a pay a 50 grand a year and really dedicate? Never. Even if he lost all that money, the only thing he could ever think to do is to just try and get another pump. Mm -hmm. He's a gambler now. He's yeah. effectively a gambler for the rest of his life. So his Right. Exactly. Exactly. His whole work ethic's been decimated. That's the first thing. The second thing that happens when someone like him catches a crypto pump is because he has no life experience, no real world experience, no struggle, etc. He's now, Tristan calls them geese. Geeks? Geese. 
Geese? Yeah, like geese. Okay. Femisa geese. And femise is another word he made up, but you just femise them. They're femisable. Femise them. You, he made it up. I don't know what that means. You no do know. How many times you You're say a it. chick. You know what it means. No matter how many times you say listen, a made up word, I don't femise know. is you turn up with your pretty smile. Okay. Oh, oh, I love you. Duh, duh. He gets femise. He gets taken out of the, uh, the game. He gets femise. Whipped. Yeah, whipped. Like he has no caliber. He's no, no character. Yeah, what, what he's describing is frame. Because he got rich at 19, he has no... It's like um, the the expression that applies here is a fool and his money are soon parted. Character, right? He's got money, but money is nothing more than an amplifier. Money doesn't change who you are. And the problem with most of these crypto dorks is that they were dorks and now they're rich dorks, but you're still a dork. Still a dork. Yeah, money is just an amplifier. I'll give you an example. Lambo pulls up. Yeah. Nerd gets out. Now he's a super nerd. Oh, some tech dork. Uh, he has Lambo. Who gives a shit to nerd? Lambo pulls up. Big man gets out. Now he's a mafia boss. So the point is that the Lambo is not what makes you a mafia boss. The Lambo, if you have all the other qualities, will amplify your qualities into that sphere. It's an amplifier. Money's an amplifier. And the point I'm making about wealth and crypto when I insult these guys is that a lot of these guys don't have any of the qualities they need to be amplified. Mm. They don't have anything worth amplifying. If you're a man and you've made a bunch of money on crypto, the, the smartest thing you can possibly do is understand that the traditional paths to wealth, pre-crypto, taught you a lot about being a man. If I had to make millions the old-fashioned way, I'd, I'd have to learn to negotiate, I'd learn how to handle stress, learn how to work really hard, learn how to network. I'd have to learn, I'd have to learn so many things. These autists don't even learn none of that. Just met a mask, they don't know anything. So my point is that they've missed so many lessons on the path to wealth that wealth used to teach. This is why women used to respect money so much, not just for the money, but you knew you were talking to an ambitious, connected, mm. smart, intelligent man. Yeah. Now you can meet a man with money and he's none of them things. Mm. He's literally none of them. You just call it crypto pump. It's a unique atmosphere we're in. It's temporary, but it's unique. And when I say to the, when I insult the crypto guys, like, look, you have millions and millions of dollars. You need to get some masculine accountability, not to plug. But the war room is the exact kind of thing you need to be in. Or you need to go down to a fight gym, et cetera, et cetera. You need to learn all the lessons you missed on your path to wealth. And that's why when I insult crypto guys, that's what I mean. Because I'll tell you something. I've been to these crypto events, blah, 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 blah. I'm the only real G. Okay, I, okay. maybe some of them have more hundreds of millions of dollars than me. Cool. I'm the only one who, who ain't scared. I'm the only one who'll throw down the street. I'm the only one who, if a gun came in the building, would be looking to take the assailant out. Everyone else would be running like girls. You think money makes you something? Money doesn't make you anything, especially not in the harsh reality of Earth. And the real harsh realities of Earth, bravery makes you something. Not your money. Your MetaMask ain't going to save you if some dude rolls up at you with a blade and decides to stick it in your fucking neck. It's garbage. So these men aren't men. They're amplified dorks. And now they're all over Twitter with their little NFTs and their little cartoon faces thinking they're something. I bought this NFT. You still don't matter, G. You still don't matter because you bought an NFT. And, and that's the whole problem with the crypto world is that none of them are actually very impressive people in the re in real life. Mm. And, and that's why I insult them. But I don't want to insult them in a negative way. I'm trying to inspire you guys. Look, you have the money now. Use that money to upgrade your character. Increase who you are as a man. You know, there's networks and things you can join. There's places you can go where you're going to have... Yeah, the point is money isn't everything, right? It's one of the pillars of masculinity, but it's not the only pillar. That's what he's getting at, right? There is strength. There is charisma. There is connection. There is confidence. There is power. And there is daring and risk-taking as well. All right. Let's end the video there. Hit the like. Hit the sub. Hit all for notifications. Drop me a donation. Like Hunter M, Adrian and Tom M. Just click more in the link in the description. Buy my books at bit.ly slash Helios Books. 
share this video and go to my Patreon and subscribe, patreon.com slash the blog. Thank you so much for listening, especially if you listen to the end. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you next time.